0: They're a punk rock band. Punk rock band. I still don't have my audio. I can't hear shit. Is my, are my headphones not set up? It's a true punk rock episode, everybody. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Uh, 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 uh. How's that? You in? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. I feel ready. I feel like I should have done some push-ups before we started this episode. Get a little ripped. A little jacked.
1: Get us again.
2: What is their biggest song? Six pack and a whatever? Uh, well, T V party's probably T V party. It was in Repo Man. Um their only good song is Nervous Breakdown for sure. Repo Man, the uh uh one with Wesley Snipes. No, you're thinking Demolition Man, which oh, is that's oh, a great movie. Amazing movie. That's a fucking great movie. People shit on that movie a lot, but it's awesome. We should do an episode where we talk about great movies like Demolition Man. Repo Man. Repo Man's Emilio Estevez, it's uh, indie uh, Alex Cox, Harry Dean Stanton it is kind of the only reason to watch it. I have to, I have to have seen it. I'm almost yeah. positive. There's, a, I watch a lot of movies,
0: a lot of really fucking good movies too. I love
2: movies. Oh well, then you might not have seen this one.
0: Uh, I feel like for this episode, <laughs> if we really cared, which we definitely don't, we should do like a 30 second punk rock song.
2: So for anyone who has seen Black Flag referenced as this legendary gigantic monolithic important thing and then gone and listened to the music and been very confused about how this band earned that reputation it's super simple they have a good logo and the lapd decided to go to war with them Mm -hmm. Uh, if you don't know moshing mosh pits aka slam dancing aka beating the shit out of each other at a heavy music concert was actually invented In this era of the L.A. punk scene, it scared the hell out of normal adults because local TV news stations started doing reports on it and showing videos of these kids beating the hell out of each other. Next thing you know, black flag shows are being raided by the police on a regular basis. So most cool people, most people you'd want to get a beer with are obviously on black flag side of this thing instead of the side of the cops beating up innocent kids with nightsticks. But that does not mean we have to keep pretending that this music is good 30 years later, right? Yeah,
0: there's a cool story. I mean, I think actually some of the stories are actually pretty fucking interesting. I think there's a lot of fun stories around it. But when was that? Probably in the 80s that that was happening, late 70s 70s and 80s. 30 years later, when I started going to shows and people would be like doing karate chopping each other and like smashing each other in the face, all that time
2: later, there were still cops called at shows all the time. Yeah. Nobody ever learned. I am no pacifist, but the thing about this is once you set up the parameters where this is a place where it is socially accepted within this group of people to show up and hate each other, what then happens is it attracts people who just want to hit people And they don't really care about music at all. Yes. And that is so
0: (laughs) true still to this day. People are like, oh, violence. I just want to go have violence. Who's playing? I don't give a shit. I just want to be violent. Violence is great.
2: I like violence. It takes approximately a month for any scene to be overrun Yeah, with all of the Typical groups of people who Mark and I are sick and tired of talking about on this podcast. So we don't even have to name them. But everyone knows what we're talking about right now. Just yeah. people who want to be violent and hate people. This is like you see someone show up and just throw a lit cigarette into the mosh pit. Untargeted, directionless violence. Yeah. This is what happens when you oh my do God. It. this. There's even you telling I have
0: so many oh, everyone stupid <laughs> ass stories of people literally being like, I don't even know who the hell that is on stage, but I'm going to beat the shit out of everyone here. Or they would also end up getting the shit beat out of them. Just like some people come for that. I'm going to go to this show that I don't even know who the fuck that is, but these people are killing each other and I have to be a part of that.
1: Leroy, Jenkins
0: (laughs) straight into the
2: fucking mosh pit. Get my teeth knocked out. As far as the music itself goes, I don't know why anyone on this planet would listen to black flag on purpose when, Bad Brains recorded music and you can listen to that. Oh my
0: God. Wait, there's like no comparison. Dude, without the iconography, take away the logo, take away the story of Black Flag. And there is nobody that cares. Nobody cares. The story that's been told they care because the logo is cool. It's, it's weird because where it's 2021 and we're recording this, this was a little very long time ago. Now that all that shit was happening, but it's the same story still to this day of things that actually matter in a band's trajectory is not the music.
2: Right. In the shins episode, when we just took them to task and held them responsible for 50 other bands, it's not like Black Flag is an outlier or really particularly special in any way in this scene. A lot of the stuff we're going to say in this episode applies to 99 percent of the bands in the same scene, because a lot of punk music is just pretending as if feelings you have as a teenager are the most important thing happening to anyone anywhere in the world and that just doesn't age well at all. You needed to get that out of your system. Cool. But if anyone as a 40 year old adult is sitting around listening to this, I mean, what oh,
0: happened? Jesus. Something they went into the mosh pit too many times. And I think their uh, last five brain cells are fighting for supremacy. Yeah, or you're something. punched. Like, you something's fucked up because, dude, bad brains was sick as shit.
2: Stand in the back of the room and watch that and be like, fuck, these guys are ripping. Well, what the hell
0: am I watching? <laughs> I guess I don't blame pe- I guess people, everyone thinks they can do stuff well. But like when bands like Bad Brains exist, if you're thinking about starting a punk band, you should just watch that and go, OK, well, we're just never going to be that good and just quit.
2: If you were at a Black Flag show in their prime, you would not be watching the stage. You would be watching everything else happening. You couldn't watch the stage. (laughs) As someone who went to a shit ton and booked a shit ton of... (laughs) Unsafe
0: to be paying attention to (laughs) what's happening on the stage. (laughs) You know, you would think, because like, at a normal concert, like if you're standing in the first three rows, you're going to be looking at the band and singing and having a great time. At a hardcore show or a punk rock show, you are facing the back of the room the entire time, whispering the words to yourself, waiting for someone's fist or foot or something to come flying at your skull at any time. It's actually not enjoyable to watch the band a majority of the time. If you're watching the stage, you're going to get punched in the back. Of the you are head. going to get knocked out for sure.
2: Yes. So if you look at the lyrics of the black flag song, jealous again, if you can look at those and not get embarrassed for the adult man who wrote those down and all of the adult men who became a singer of this band and had to perform those lyrics for years, I'm sorry to tell you, you are probably the most annoying person in your friend group if you have one. (laughs) In this song, apparently the only reason the guy in this song doesn't beat up his girlfriend, who's maybe not even his girlfriend, by the way. Mm -hmm. It could also just be his friend based on the information given in the lyrics is if he hit her, someone would call the cops. So that's why he doesn't hit his girlfriend in Mm -hmm. this song.
0: Great. (laughs) Really good stuff.
2: Super punk. Mm -hmm. Very punk. This is why heavy music is almost always better when you cannot understand the lyrics. Yeah. Why do you think so many people love the band Converge? you think more than 15% of that band's audience has ever looked at the lyric sheet to find out what Bannon's screaming about in any given Converge song? Actually, if I see
0: someone singing every word at a Converge concert, I'm always like, you're a real fucking weirdo you know that you're a real fucking weirdo nobody knows the words bro we're all just here to watch the crazy shit happen you know the fucking words that's that's concerning to me
2: just got my eyes on you yes like
0: i don't know what he's saying even if i could read it on
2: a sheet i still don't know what he's saying And you do i don't know dude something's wrong or how about the album cover of damage just henry rollins punching a mirror yeah how many people you think realize they broke the mirror with a hammer and Rollins put fake blood on his hand and then just held his fist up to the mirror that's how they took This picture, yeah, that's why only I I (laughs) only appreciate Andrew WK. Yeah, hit me in the face with a brick. Yes, who
0: actually hit himself in the face with a brick and and had a bloody nose, and they took the picture.
2: If you want blood in a picture, I think you should have to earn blood in the picture. Is all I'm saying.
0: If you're gonna
2: have an album cover
0: with blood, you better fucking be bloody, or you're a little bitch.
2: But that's essentially this era of punk rock in a nutshell. Some dude pretending to punch a mirror and cut himself, and a bunch of other dudes who think that's real and badass let's be honest here this shit at some
0: point really just became like my chemical romance for boomers go on. I'm just saying it was just like a kid watching my chemical romance that you probably made fun of for being a dork and a dweeb. Well, you did the same thing with black flag. It was an image. It was a cult thing that you build your identity around that. You actually didn't even really think about what you were saying half the time, but you were a tough guy or a tough girl, whatever and you were going to go to these shows and show the world how tough you were. Lo- holy shit. That sounds like a kid that listens to My Chemical
2: Romance. I be- think there's basically two types of hardcore black flag fan. And I don't think either one of them really cares about the music. I think the first kind likes the artwork of Raymond Pettibone. The album covers with the controversial yep. stuff. Yeah. Which I get that. I actually think some of that shit's pretty sick. Some of it's also way over the line, but its I mean, it's like on purpose over the line, but it would never hold up today. Like you can't do that today. Yeah. That's But
0: I think again, like that, if you take black, if you delete black flag off there, it'd be like, Oh, that's an interesting piece of art or wow. That's really whatever. And and that
2: guy does have a career as an artist separate from the band and then the other uh type of black flag fan i think is again also not attracted to the music but you just want to have sex with henry rollins in the 80s he was basically the only male sex symbol of punk rock Mm -hmm. ever yeah i mean i would fuck him i think we can get to that (laughs) uh Also, anyone who wants to have an argument about me calling Black Flag punk instead of hardcore, if you were not some jerk off who found out about this 30 years after it happened and decided to make it your whole personality, you would know that punk is the word they and everyone else used at the time. Yeah, uh, Music critics didn't start calling this hardcore until after DOA put out Hardcore 81 in 1981. I kind of want to fast forward all the singers at the beginning of this. So if anyone, (laughs) which one, Jesus Christ, This this has got that quintessential
0: band member list thing that I love to do on Wikipedia whenever we do episodes. I'm like, oh my God, there's like 30 of them.
2: If anyone can't tell that this was a shit show from the jump, four of this band's first five releases each have a different lead singer. I don't really care. I know that there are like 200 people who definitely want me to talk about Dez or some shit, but I just don't care. Uh, For the most part, Black Flag is a band that got worse every year of their existence. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so bad in the beginning because the Nervous Breakdown EP only has four songs on it, and the whole thing is maybe five and a half minutes long.
0: Real quick, pause. Punk rock, especially old punk rock, is like cheating as a band. It really is because you could just put out like four minutes of music and it's like, oh, a whole entire album worth of songs. Like What the fuck? It's four minutes. It probably took you 10
2: minutes to record that. But at least they're not asking for much of your time. Sure, it sucks, but you can get in, get it over with and get out real quick. Even by that metric, the Minutemen were a better band than Black Flag. I mean, they sucked too, but they were asking for less of your time. Even less. Even less.
0: (laughs) Even less. Wow, Jesus, dude. Punk punk music is just, it's such a thing. This is a four-minute album. Wait, wait, song? No, no, no. <laughs> album. 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 Yeah. Three of the songs are 30 fucking seconds. That's it. Cool art. Beat the shit out of some people at your
2: shows. Get your singer all ripped. Get them all juiced up. Especially because of how everyone's doing it DIY and you can fit more music on the space sure it would take longer in the studio to record more material but most studios you've got to book an hour yeah so if you're
0: what are you doing if, for if an you're hour?
2: recording four minutes <laughs> yeah. of music you could maybe at least double that and take advantage of everything that you're already paying for like you're already paying for that hour you're already paying to have the records pressed well and it's incredible
0: to think like you could put out your whole entire album on a seven inch most people put out, like, a
2: song. Yeah, you do 10 songs. Right? right, you're like, oh, yeah. shit,
0: no, dude, we have 30 fucking songs on this 7-inch. Like, what? I would thinking physically possible. But with punk, it is. Yo, do me a favor, real quick, if you're listening to this podcast. And, Which you uh, are. You're what obviously f- <laughs> listening to this podcast. You think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. <laughs> yeah, I... Yes, they're listening. Yeah. We really need you to subscribe wherever you're listening. Hit the subscribe
2: button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What? Shirts and pins and stickers and stuff. Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for something. We should make a shirt. Okay. (laughs) So I assume... Nearly everyone who pressed play on this only cares to hear us talk about the Henry Rollins era of this band. So I just don't feel like wasting time on the rest of it. No offense.
0: I really don't care. It's the only era that anybody really pays attention to.
2: Now, yes.
0: Especially now, looking back.
2: Basically, the story, if you don't know it, which I assume everyone does, uh, the guy they had singing for the band didn't want to be the singer. And... Henry Rollins' favorite band was Black Flag. Henry lived in the D.C. area, I think. So when the band comes on tour, he has a drive far away to see him. He requests a song because he's got to drive back to where he lives to go to work in the morning or something. And they will do the song, but only if he gets up and sings it. They're like, yeah, you got to get up and sing it if you want us to do it, though. So Mm -hmm. he gets up on stage, does it. And a few days later, he gets a phone call. And the Black Flag like, hey, you want to be in our band? And he just takes off. And that's his life now. And if you don't know anything about what Henry Rollins was like as a young man, I think a good place to start would probably be pointing out that he then got a black flag tattoo on his arm and another one on the back of his neck before playing his first show with the band. Hell yeah, dedication. Whatever the opposite of commitment issues are, that's what this dude has to a terrifying degree. Talk about going all in on a super risky situation. I'm the fourth singer this band has had in five years. Let me go ahead and throw two tattoos on my body before yeah. we've even played a show. I don't, I don't even know if this is going to
0: work. I'll throw it out there right now. If you show up to your favorite band, Sucks, event, and you have YFBS tattooed on your neck, you just get to You're you remember.
2: We're you, definitely going to give you free you, stuff
0: at you, the merch table. <laughs> 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 I'd probably be horrified of you. You'd probably. I would probably be genuinely scared of you, but like... YFBS right across the front of
2: your neck holy shit i think you could be the lead singer of our band i'm not going to commit to letting you uh have one of our microphones but <laughs> i'll give you free stuff. well if we so. ever start a band they
0: can be a part of it <laughs> part of it i like i like
2: the lawyer ease you're speaking <laughs> right now hey man i'm being really vague <laughs> dedication bro do you know the doomsday character from superman comic books of course yes okay I don't know how this character's backstory has been retconned in recent adaptations of this story. But the version I read when I was a kid is there was this horrible planet that was basically uninhabitable, except for these space wolves or something like that. Space monsters running around on this planet. And so some scientists from Earth decide to go up there with a plan to use this environment as a way to fast forward, evolve some unkillable life form every day they send a baby out to be killed by the creatures on this planet. And they bring the body back in, clone it, and send it back out. So they're just like doing this fast forward, trying to evolve this new species. And eventually they create Doomsday, uh, which is the character that comes and kills Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. So sorry, everybody. I think that's basically what happened with Henry Rollins. Mm. He was apparently one of these teenage boys with some violent tendencies, which... Find one who doesn't have violent tendencies and testosterone flooding say, your brain. A boy went through puberty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But again, he came from the DC punk scene, which was always more about the music, bad brains than trying to fight people in right. LA. Right. And so I'm sure as soon as he found out what was happening at black flag concerts in LA and what their crowds were like, he was just all about it. Yes, Please give me this violence. You can look at pictures of him when he joined this band and what he looked like. And he was just a scrawny little bastard when he joined this band, just a little shithead. And, but then he joins this band that has the actual most violent fans in the extremely violent LA punk scene. And half of those fans decide to hate him because they love the older singers. Mm -hmm. I only like the older singers of this band. So you better fucking be good. You know, like they decide they're just going to bully him before he even (laughs) has a chance, you know? Physically beating, he's getting pissed, thrown on him in the middle of concerts. There's stories about people trying to stab him, burn him with cigars. Just violence. He's being attacked. So you fast forward a few years, and he's punk rock Doomsday. He's rocking the first set of abs anyone in these audiences has seen outside of an underwear model Mm -hmm. in an ad in a magazine. Thrusting his hips around in these tiny little gym shorts. Like anything about this music is sexy. (laughs)
0: The Elvis of punk rock or some shit like what the
2: but like punk did this punk yeah. made yeah. this guy into what he was it molded him and it it shaped his worldview you can just tell any footage did you see of him talking you could tell he's just waiting for someone in his peripheral vision to throw a fist that's it yeah. it's because it's all he's known mm-hmm. just waiting to get fucking clobbered I assume anyone with half an interest in Black Flag or Henry Rollins has seen that video of him being a total douchebag to that kid who's trying to interview him yeah that uh so i'm gonna just be honest i've never been a fan of black
0: flag It was one of those bands for me like joy division where uh it was uh when i got into heavy music or whatever there was just like um you see people wearing show at shows like black flag shirts or something like that so you know it's part of like you're you know you're into a new scene of music you have to go back and listen to it and it was really like the same response for me as that was with joy division where i was like this is fucking (laughs) bad yeah. Like, it's not good. Mm-mm. Like, it's objectively bad music. I mean, just because we already talked about it. Like, if you were to A, B, Bad Brain songs and Black Flag songs, there's really no comparison. These are different universes of the same genre of music. So, I don't know. I've never, never got into it. I've never understood it. I've always been like, I don't get this shit at all. And And I've watched all these interviews with Henry Rollins, specifically the one with the kid
2: man, this guy's a real fucking piece of shit, man. This kid probably isn't actually in college, but he looks like he, I don't know how old he is. He may actually be in the AV club at his high school is mm-hmm. kind of what he looks like. And it seems like he is trying to learn, trying to figure out how to even interview people at all and made the, massive mistake of deciding to try interviewing Black Flag as one of his first interviews. And if you don't already hate Henry Rollins' 1980s tough guy shtick, which I, I assume that we can count Henry Rollins now among the people who hate his 80s tough guy shtick. I would assume this video is all it will take to change your mind. Yeah. Nobody comes out of it looking good. Not not even the kid, because you think that you would feel bad for him, but he's still trying to he loves Black flags. So he's still trying to make them think that he's cool. Yeah. So he's trying to roll with all this horrible shit that everyone else keeps saying. It just makes them say more horrible shit. Super misogynist stuff. Really, really, deeply offensive things. And then at a certain point, Rollins just starts bullying the kid. He's like, oh, this kid's not going to push back. He's going to let us do whatever we want to do. And he just pushes he just goes as far as he can. At one point, he takes the microphone pretty early on in the interview. He's just like, oh, fuck this and takes the kid's microphone yeah. and he starts grilling the kid. The kid does stay in there and he tries to play along, tries to act like it's cool, tries to act like he's in on the joke. But then Rollins just like starts tapping the microphone against his forehead basically implying that there's nothing in there, bullying this kid who's not even half his size. Also, real quick,
0: it's just making me think about this. You think about like what punk is, at least what I think of punk rock is this like anti-rock star-ness. Yeah. buck you to the man attitude throughout that flows through there. But then Rollins acts like a bigger asshole than I've ever seen Bono act towards people to a nobody. Rollins is the rock star and acts like the rock star and the biggest piece of shit. What the fuck, dude? I thought you were supposed to be like, you know, against this. It's gross, I guess, for lack of a better term.
2: It really is. Like I said, I think that he has since realized most of this and also certainly not trying to make excuses for him. But I know for a fact that this is just a product of the environment he chose to put himself in. You know, you can't go do that night after night. Just being poor, sleeping on people's floors and having them try to kill you night after night. You can't do that without... PTSD becoming a very real thing in your life. There's a reason this band has an album called My War, and he was fighting it every day in his head, you know, but he did willingly choose to put himself there, and it's fucked up for him to just assume anyone who comes into his area is a part of this thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, as far as this band's music goes, it's almost not even worth talking about. It's so pointless. To any everything else that happens here. This band, the the way that this band sounds, as long as it was aggressive sounding, you could change all the notes, you could put it in a blender, you could play this shit backwards, as long as it sounded like a soundtrack to all the violence and the male aggression happening around it, all of this would have happened the same way. Yeah. The, the music is irrelevant.
0: There's nothing that I think that sticks out at all. It's just like, okay, whatever. There's better bands, there's better punk music to listen to. This better written, more interesting, more dynamic. It's just kind of boring shit. Honestly, it's kind of weird that like they didn't really progress. It's really just this, like... It devolved. I was going to say, it got worse somehow. Like, most bands, like, maybe they start off as a punk band, and by, like, the last couple albums, they do something slightly different, and it gets better, maybe. It usually doesn't. This never got better. Well, this band did a lot different, but it was just... Every change was for the (laughs) worse. Yes, it just progressively
2: deteriorated over time. So, you know, the episode of Freaks and Geeks where James Franco hears punk rock for the first time, he hears it once. And next thing you know, he's got Liberty Spikes and wants to get his face pierced before he could possibly have even had time to think about the meaning of any of this stuff that he's been exposed to. He's just all in. And it's just because he can see everything happening around it. And that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's literally a black flag album. They show him listening to, I think he pulls damaged out of a record store, Brown bag, throws it on a turntable. And that's what happens. That's funny. So musical composition is irrelevant to the people like that, the people who buy this product and decide to become a part of this scene. It would honestly surprise me if even Greg Ginn disagreed. Homeboy's number one favorite band is Grateful Dead. That's not a joke. You can look it up and then you should go listen to our Grateful Dead episode because about 85% of the shit we said in that episode minus the acid applies to this. Mm -hmm. This is a band who just happened to be in the right place at the right time in the middle of a shifting social era. It filled in a
0: gap that probably plenty of other people could have but they just happened to be. The ones that filled in that space. How do you go from being your favorite band being the Grateful Fucking Dead to writing Black Flag songs? That's
2: a real big leap. If you look at the direction that Black Flag went in, Greg Ginn's musical pretension is so off the charts. It kind of makes me want to look up exactly when California weed started getting way stronger than weed everywhere else. Sure. Because I think at a certain point, this guy was just getting way higher than everyone else. Dude, the Grateful Dead's like, yo, we wrote this 12-minute song. And people were showing up to Black Flag concerts expecting to hear the four-minute EP. And instead, they're getting 10-minute guitar improv. Almost Spinal Tap doing the jazz thing at the puppet show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the direction Greg Ginn took this band in. Which is really fucking weird. It's so
0: weird. Just start a different band. I mean, on one hand,
2: I like it because, yeah, fuck half the people in your audience just on general principle. And I'm sure that he felt that way. And that's got to be a big reason why he did a lot of it. But I do also think that he legit thought the music was good. There are stories about him yelling at Henry Rollins because, like, Henry would get excited about something that Ginn was playing on a solo, yell, like, woo, yeah, or something. And after the show, Ginn would be like, dude, don't step on my part. <laughs> That's my jam like, time, super, dude. Super,
1: super serious yeah, about yeah. it.
2: We shit on Caius a little bit in the Queens of the Stone Age episode. And so I did want to make sure and point out that entire band is just side B of Black Flags My War. Mm-hmm. Apparently it took Greg in 15 years to discover Black Sabbath and wonder what it would sound like even slower but you can 100% blame grunge on side B of my war. Look up the Nirvana origin story. Uh, buzz from the Melvins taking Kurt to see Black Flag while they were touring my war. This shit split all their heads wide open. And then that's why grunge exists. Yeah. the shit path. Although the Melvins are great. Agree. We should talk about this real fast because I know a lot of uh, indie industry people listen to this show and they're going to want to have someone stand up for them. Greg Ginn is apparently one of the biggest snakes to ever operate in the independent record industry, which is saying something, saying something. That's like a lot. I'm aware of how many great bands had stuff released through SST. You just go check their catalog and you'll be like, wow, I can't believe this label released stuff by all of these bands yeah uh ask those bands how hard they got fucked by sst or how much money they had to spend suing the label to get money that they were owed it really seems like gin is just one more worthless stoner hippie who will take whatever you leave lying around yeah
0: that's a pretty standard story unfortunately and i do think that there's like this uh thing in punk rock and in hardcore where it's like we're all in this together type vibe. So you don't expect when people start record labels, which happens all the time, all across the country, and especially in small music scenes, you expect them to act. Oh, like this is what we're going to treat you right because we're part of the same world. So it's really even worse. If you get signed to a major label, you just have to expect that they're going to fuck you some which way. They're going to. It's not a question. It's how hard are they going to fuck you? It sucks when DIY labels do it also yeah especially in the punk rock world which is also such a small niche of people because it I mean? also
2: comes with a lecture about how you've got to do it for the scene you've got to oh, do it for oh, the, yeah. the good that's, of everyone that's and actually a it's, fantastic <laughs> point Because it's, it's true that's like the most common thing like, at least the at least the majors won't try to tell you how it's for you you got to do it for the greater good you got to take one for the team but some oh. indie guy will fuck you over and just be like no man like uh, i'm not i'm not putting this money in my pocket right now that you're watching me do yeah i'm not doing that you have to put in your time if to put in your time blah blah blah
0: whatever you know what i mean that's what diyers always say it's fucked up
2: god told me you weren't supposed to take royalties on this album (laughs) that's right yes (laughs) i mean it, it really does if you spend a lot of time learning about black flag and sst it really seems like greg ginn was about three notches on the dial away from becoming charles manson Listen to Dave Markey, who filmed an entire documentary about this band in the mid-80s, talk about how Henry Rollins was always really just a Greg Ginn fanboy who would do anything Greg suggested, because this is his favorite band. He got to join his favorite band. And this is the main guy from his favorite band. And all he wants is Greg's approval. Listen to Henry Rollins himself talk about this because he says it the exact same way. And he goes further after he gets away from it. And he will tell you that he thinks Ginn didn't want to start a band. He wanted to be the leader of a cult and listen to Henry talk about doing everything Greg told him to do because Henry definitely would have joined that cult. Yeah. If Ginn just spun this into a cult, we would be reading about them on the news For trying to jump a ride on the comet. (laughs) I mean, all I'm saying is maybe it's not a coincidence that Henry Rollins became pen pals with Charles Manson and tried to help him put together an album from prison. Just maybe (laughs) not a coincidence. Maybe this is somewhere in this guy's personality that he's attracted to a certain other type of personality. Sure. Maybe these personalities are similar.
0: And I've actually gone to uh, a couple of his speaking things now because, you know, how he does like spoken word type stuff. Uh, Hank's. Yeah. Hank Rollins. Yeah, is that what it is? Is that what call it? i uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, definitely an asshole.
2: People probably call him Hank. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they pro- that's probably true. I wonder if you'd still punch if you'd punch in the face if you call him Hank. I'm going to find that out. I don't think he would hit anyone now. No. I mean, you'd, like- you'd
2: have to go far because he's wary of lawsuits these days, I would imagine. Yeah. A little bit higher level of thinking. Sure. sure. <laughs> like back
0: then, it was like, fuck it, sue me. Oh, you that. can find
2: video of him punching people in the face.
0: <laughs> but it was a long time
2: ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the
0: good old days of punk rock and hardcore when you just get the shit beat out of you for no reason at a show.
2: Uh, You're talking about spoken word stuff?
0: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say it. You know, it's I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just like watching like an ADD kid tell stories. Yeah. And, I mean, when I say ADD to, like, a level that there's 12 stories or 10, because I have 10 fingers, 10 stories that have been started and, like, weaving, and some of them start to weave together, and then it ends. And you're like, what the what the fuck, dude? Is there like an ending? Does it like tie together? Like, are you telling all these stories? Nothing happens. It's just fucking stories that just kind of randomly
2: trail off. He usually kind of reminds me of the uh, Chris Farley interviewer character. Like that kind of attitude that he brings to it. It looks like he's flexing the whole time he's holding yeah. the microphone too.
0: He told me that he was like doing an entire eight ball before he went out there on stage, I believe you. I know though he's not. I guarantee you he's never done. No, cocaine. no, no. He's not. A, he's not a. He's not a drug guy, which is great. But it's what it's almost like watching. It's like someone that's just fucking coked out of their brain,
2: even though they're not. And then I did this, and then I did this. Uh, well, that's the, that's a, one of the things about Greg again is just, he's a massive stoner, and I mean to the point where it's been brought up in lawsuits against him it, by people in his personal life, not record label people. So I don't really want to get into it. But I mean, he's such a stoner that it's a problem and it was always a problem for a lot of people so i think it was kind of a probably one of the main things that eventually turned rollins off from this dude which is this guy's baked all the time you can't even think sometimes can't function i i would guess a lot of people are more familiar with henry rollins from the spoken word stuff than his involvement in black flag at, at this
0: point probably well i mean he also had his like solo career right like he did uh well, Rod- rollins band <laughs> yeah, yeah rollins band. i mean it's, I'm a liar.
2: it's kind of a joke right
0: i'm a
1: liar
2: <laughs> yeah was it i don't know i thought he was being serious no i think he was being serious i it, think it's it a joke bad. yeah <laughs> yes. I, I, maybe it's a kind of a punchline he I was guess, is seriously I, yeah. making a joke one thing that, that I think is also interesting about the spoken word thing is nothing except for the fact that that also started when he was in Black Flag. I don't know if people realize this, but if you go find the uh, Black Flag album Family Man, it is half Henry's spoken word poetry and then some reformed instrumental stuff also Just on there. Riffing. The dumbest version of <laughs> spoken word poetry you can imagine. One of them is about pouring salt on a slug. It's like what's going on in his mind while he's pouring salt on a slug. It's some rudimentary shit. This it, is some childish shit. It is super 13-year-old boy pulling the wings off of a fly and pretending that it's deep and meaningful. Jesus. So I just, I Christmas. mean, that's kind of a great place to end because I don't know how to make that funny, first of all. I know. It's not I was just
0: thinking that, like, because my wife really fucking hates spoken word and poetry oh, who in general. She doesn't. <laughs> she really fucking hates it. I was like thinking, like, man, if I, I was like, hey, we're gonna go see Henry Rollins speak tonight, she'd probably be like, fuck no, we're not.
2: You know, um, so I married an axe murderer, the Mike Myers thing, and he goes to the coffee shop, that scene, and he's like, Woman, whoa, man, that thing. Yeah. So the name of that spoken word black flag album is Family Man. Rollins literally at one point goes, family man. Family, man. Family, man. I can't do it. It's (laughs) I can't do it. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not making this up.
0: Oh, my God. If there's a hell and I go there, which I'm sure I will, it's just going to be spoken word night for all of eternity because that shit kills me. I can't. I legitimately can't sit through it. I will have a panic attack.
2: I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Oh, my God. A nerve
0: us (laughs) breakdown. (laughs) The thing is, there's probably like really good spoken word that I will never listen to because I have endured. No, there's not stupid shit like that. There's not family man, family man.
2: Look at (laughs) everyone who's done spoken word albums. Jim Morrison. Terrible. If they were good at talking, they would just do stand up and get rich at it. Who's the richest spoken word artist you could think of? Henry Rollins.
0: Yeah, that's I guess that's yeah, that's I don't know any.
2: Spalding Gray, oh the Spaulding, I don't think Spalding Gray even counts as spoken word. That's more like a one-man show thing. Again, if you're good at it, you turn it into something else and you get rich. Like uh, Johnny Legs, John Leguizamo, yeah. the whole beginning of his career, those one-man shows. That's what you do if you're talented.
0: Comedy or storytelling that's good, okay, but like spoken word is not. It's like somewhere between poetry and... Which I can't handle
2: either. Like ninety five percent bad.
0: You remember yeah. like uh, the HBO show that uh, fucking deaf Poetry Jam. Def Poetry Jam. Death Poetry yeah. Jam. I, I want to literally strap my wife down and make her watch it and then video her reaction because she. I'd probably be getting divorced. Spousal abuse. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. The fact that this episode has gone this long is disappointing. This episode should be like as long as a Black Flag album.
2: I will probably edit it down about it half be an hour.
0: Edited down to ten minutes. The entire Black Flag album. Because if your favorite band is Black Flag, your favorite band sucks.
1: You're welcome for listening to your favorite band sucks. After you throw your Black Flag t-shirt in the trash, go get a better shirt from us at shop.yfbspod.com. And while you're checking out the store, go ahead and copy the link to this episode and post it all over social media. Because you know the only reason you pretend to like this terrible music is how much you love to start shit, and we know all you true punks out there are spending all fucking day on Facebook anyway. I should say I'm very aware that four-hour blocks of time were the historical standard for booking studio space. That's different in a lot of places now, especially because of home studios, and I don't think anyone has a clue what kind of deals were worked out for bands on the late 70s LA punk scene to get to use a tape recorder. But the point was, most of them certainly weren't booking studio time in 15 minute increments. And if they weren't too stupid to use the whole hour they paid for and all they got from actually using it was a 5 minute EP, then that's even more proof that they suck. Alright, like I said might happen in the last outro, we are going to have to take a little break from releasing episodes. I don't think it will be a very long one, and I don't think Mark and I are going to die or anything, but Nashville is getting hit pretty hard with COVID again, so it's just not possible for us to keep our regular recording schedule. Don't worry, we'll be back soon.